Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, Thursday edition of the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK, and Sean Carey. Steve, in a second, will check in from the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai, and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle at Steve Jones PSU. You can find us also at stevejonesshow.com. Subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast, available on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, and Google Play. If you do listen to us on iTunes, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review. And our email is stevejones at wkok.com. With you live till 5, then the late-day news roundup of both Matt Catrillo and uh, Sarah Benick will be heading in to get you caught up on the news of the day as we head into the evening. And then Steve back with us tonight on WKOK at 6.05 for the Penn State Coaches Show featuring... Men's basketball coach Patrick Chambers, women's basketball coach Coquise Washington. Co will be on tonight with Steve from Promani Brothers in downtown State College. So that's at 6.05 tonight. Then we'll have CBS Sports Radio, and then we will continue our coverage of Super Bowl 52. We've been airing a show weeknights at 11 called Seven Days to Sunday. So that'll be on tonight at 11. Latest information on the matchup Sunday night between the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. And our live coverage of Super Bowl 52 will start at 2 on Sunday and kick off at 6.30 on WKOK. Great win last night for the Bucknell Bison men's basketball team, their second overtime game of the season. And the Bison with a dominating five-minute period. The extra frame... They knocked out Army 83-71, to and in the process, head coach Nathan Davis getting his 200th career coaching victory. And we will hear from Nathan in a little over 20 minutes from now. Check in at 3.35 before the team gets into their practice later this afternoon as they have now moved on and they prepare to play Lafayette Saturday night at 7. That is the annual Dirk Soika Slam Dunk game. And our great friends from 94KX down the hall, Tom Morgan and Lori Good, will be uh, hosting the event from Soika Saturday night. You'll find them on the court in between the timeouts. So uh, we encourage you to get there and support Suncom Industries. And you can go to bucknell.edu slash box office for your tickets. And, of course, you'll be able to hear the game on Eagle 107 on Saturday night, airtime 630, and tip at 7. So Nathan Davis will be on at 335, and 
Next hour, we'll get some baseball talk going because we're just a couple of weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Scott Miller is the National Major League Baseball columnist for BleacherReport.com. Scott's scheduled to join us at 4.06. Looking very much forward to tomorrow. Possibility of talking to a pro football Hall of Famer, uh, one of the greats to ever play for the late, great Vince Lombardi, Jerry, the one and only Jerry Kramer, is going to join us tomorrow afternoon at 3.35. And he'll be checking in from Minneapolis, but hopefully he will get the knock on the door on his hotel door Saturday night from the uh, head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Dave Baker, that he uh, is going to receive his induction in his final year of eligibility into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So uh, Jerry Kramer live tomorrow on WKOK at 3.35, and we'll get some Penn State wrestling talk in as well because we're heading into uh, uh, what's going to be huge on Saturday night, sold-out Rec Hall, Penn State, Ohio State, and that's an 8 p.m. start, and there will be live TV on Big Ten Network for that following the Penn State-Iowa game, which will be hoops, of course, in the Jordan Center. So a lot going on this weekend, for sure. So stick with us. Great news out of the Steelers camp. And actually, this just broke a little over an hour ago. Linebacker Ryan Shazier has been released from University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, so he can now begin outpatient therapy with their rehab services. Uh, Shazier released a full statement on his Instagram a little over an hour ago. It says, I've had a lot of first downs at UPMC, but, you know, being the defensive guy I am, my mind is on three and out. And with that being said, I want everyone to know that I'm moving on to the next step of the process. Today, big day for me is I'm officially being released from the hospital. I want to take a moment to thank the people who've helped me the past two months. To my family, you've been my rock. Words can't express how thankful I am for you. To Jerome, my trainer and best friend, thank you for being there from day one. Also went in to thank the doctors, listed them and giving them praise for their amazing work on his procedure and continuous care. Also thanking the hospital for their amazing care as well. Support from my teammates, truly amazing, from current players to former players and their families. Also thanking Mr. Rooney, Coach T, Mr. Colbert, and the entire Steelers organization for their unwavering support. Also wants everyone to know that all the support and prayers absolutely are being answered. It says he will continue to work hard and push and find a way back. Hashtag Shaleev, hashtag Steelers, hashtag Pray450. And, of course, it was back on uh, early December uh, when the Steelers were taking on the Cincinnati Bengals when he suffered that very scary back injury. He was immobilized and carted off the field, underwent a series of tests that night to determine the severity of his injury, and soon had spinal stabilization surgery and started rehab just two weeks after the operation. Shazier did attend a few Steeler games not long after the injury. And picture was posted on the video boards in the stadium, received a thunderous standing ovation. And then the following week, he visited the Steelers facility and seemed to be in good spirits. And it was early last month that Shazier's father... Uh, granted a local Pittsburgh TV station an interview, said that his son was regaining feeling in his legs and doing better, but really didn't get into too much more information, keeping his progress private. So being released from the hospital today, a huge step forward for Shazier, so hopefully uh, everywhere, you know, everywhere else he's going to make a full recovery as quickly as possible. 
So there is the latest on Ryan Shazier in Pittsburgh. By the way, we will have our Super Bowl 52 picks tomorrow afternoon when Steve's brother, Kevin Jones, will call in from Connecticut. And currently, for the season, well, Kevin has already clinched the picks championship. But Steve and I are tied. All hinges on one game tomorrow. So we'll have to figure out if... uh, I guess we'll have to pick... We'll have to use maybe total points for the tiebreaker. So we'll have to figure that out. So we'll have Hoops Talk with uh, Bucknell Bison head coach Nathan Davis at 335. Baseball 406. And then much more along the way as well. So again, we invite you to subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast if you haven't had a chance to do that. We're on both Apple Podcast and uh, iTunes and Google Play. And search Steve Jones Show. And we also have three months of shows archived on our podcast pages at stevejonesshow.com. Looking forward to having the Jerry Kramer interview tomorrow. So you have a chance to hear that over the weekend and hopefully uh, beyond Saturday night. And of course, our fingers are crossed that, that that'll be the time that he will be inducted and get the news that he will be inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, later this year in 2018. So we will take a quick break. Of course, sh- yeah, good. you're just in time for the break. <laughs> oh, perfect. I, I, I feel I feel good about my timing. Yeah, your first segment Girl, was great. <laughs> timing is best, everything. Uh, the best segment I've ever done. I, don't, I, I feel like in the first. I feel like in the first segment, I made no mistakes. You didn't, uh, except getting behind the school bus. But that uh. was, you know, <laughs> you know, but you, you got to do what you got to do. I was guessing either uh, that or, or either that or the Amish buggy that was heading over to Ollie's. No, <laughs> no. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen one in State College. Now it doesn't take long to go outside of State College and see one. Yeah, you know. Um, Ah, start of a fresh, start of a fresh month, and you know what that means. What's that mean? Time for reviews of the suit at the movies. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> panic always sets in the last week, so now it's time to actually try and work. <laughs> let's see, what is he? Let's find out what he thinks of Darkest Hour, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and I think I said to him once. I said, no, I I understand completely what. Uh, about Darkest Hour. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I did several shows with you. All right, so... (laughs) Oh, come on, Sidney. Even you laughed at that. Come on. (laughs) We got a lot going on today. We sure do. Yes, we do. We got a lot going on tomorrow, too. Uh, Including Jerry Kramer tomorrow. Here's one part I feel badly about. Because part of... You know, Jerry's anxious. In fact, Jerry's going to give us 20 minutes tomorrow. I mean, we got him for 20 minutes tomorrow. But he, he he also thinks it's really cool I work with Jack. He was hoping Jack was going to be on the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, hopefully, now knowing you, uh, there is no way on the planet that you gave him false advertising. No, not at all. But. But you know, but I feel badly about that. But I'll tell Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but I ran it past you ahead of time that it was asked, and and that would then ball was in your court as to whether yeah. you know, something could be put together. But I, I never asked you to do that because that wouldn't be fair yeah. to you or to or to Hammer if he has other stuff going on. Which Actually, he does. He's yeah, busy. He, he, yeah, he's yeah he's he is busy, especially this time of the year. He's busy. So yeah, I, I felt badly about that, but. 
He'll be on the show tomorrow. We got Dennis Dodd. We got Nathan Davis. We got a lot going on today and tomorrow. Got picks tomorrow, the big Super Bowl pick. The best I could do is tie now. That's why we're going to make the Super Bowl worth 10 wins. No. <laughs> Sweet. Then we can catch your brother. <laughs> That's, again, we are trying to manipulate the rules any way we can. <laughs> Look, if I have to deflate a ball, I'm in. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Suits theme song up on the desk, lampshade. Kind of a scary picture I paint, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he probably has that in the ringtone playlist. Wouldn't put it past him. Ringtone playlist. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, we'll talk with Dennis Dodd, and this is going to be on the transfer rule. We'll talk about him, but I'm going to talk to him about Michigan State as well. Because I mean, I mean, you have to talk about it. It's 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 too it's too big a story, and and for Tom Izzo, this is going to be the issue. Um, last night, for example, the game's over. His team rallies, they win the whole thing, but the questions are about what's going on there. He's going to go to Indiana this week. It's the Big Ten Showcase game of the week. If, if you know, I was telling Sean for wrestling fans, if you're wondering why you got eight o'clock Saturday night as the primetime spot on BTN, that's because the ESPN basketball game of the week is Michigan State and Indiana and Bloomington. So they wanted to put two basketball games head to head. The Big Ten didn't, so they put wrestling there. Um, and you know darn well that the theme of the night from start to finish is going to be what's going on at Michigan State. And then when it's over, win or lose, he's going to have to go into a press conference and talk about it again. And it's just, I mean, this isn't, you know, I'm just, I'm just laying out facts here. Uh, not saying that that's how I'd go about it or whatever, but I'm laying out the facts as that this is how it's going to be for them that in and because he he, uh, he is an in-season sport, and I'll, let me give you an example. Mark D'Antonio made his statement on Friday, right? 
Well, next week's letter of intent day, and there's probably a pretty good chance that uh, he doesn't have to do anything on letter of intent day, so he doesn't have to do anything. Okay. So now, you know, um, so now you go through this, all right, and D'Antonio doesn't have to really talk again unless something obviously happens until maybe spring practice preview. And the Big Ten will have like a teleconference for that, and of course he'll have to then again with the series of questions again. But you see what I'm saying. He, you know, but as an in-season sport and still as an active coach, Tom Izzo, every press conference he goes to is going to include questions that he doesn't want to answer or does, or may, may have been told he can't answer either way. And I told you the story about the university president. Yesterday, they get an interim president, former Governor John Engler, who served that state for a dozen years. Okay, he's there, he's in place. Uh, And uh, ends up being protested by the faculty and ends up being protested by some of the students with a student actually physically sitting on the table in the boardroom lecturing the Board of Trustees. And that is... It's going. It's going to keep going. But you always fall back on one thing, right away, just to make sure. Um, you never forget, at any point, all the victims that have suffered so much in this. That's always got to be the primary focus. anyone protesting outside the Breslin Center last night? I no. mean, kind of the vibe I got inside was very no. juiced up and energized. Uh, juiced up and energized when they made their run. Uh, kind of not sure what to do for the first 25 minutes. How about that? Yeah. So, there we go. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. Steve Jones Show. We roll on. Dennis Todd from CBS Sports is going to join us in the final half hour of the show today. Scott Miller from National MLB columnist for Bleacher Report in the next half hour. Jerry Kramer, whom I sincerely hope gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 
is going to join us on tomorrow's show. Uh, and Jeff Byers tomorrow on the big wrestling match between Penn State and Ohio State. He will join us, and we'll talk about Jason Nolf's injury and so forth. Uh, of course, Nolf won't be wrestling this weekend, but we'll get you up to date on all that and more. With that, very pleased to bring in the head basketball coach at Bucknell, Nathan Davis. Nathan, welcome. It is great to have you with us as we make the turn into February. Thank you for having me on. It's always my pleasure. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's get to it uh, for you. you. You want a sustained level of play. Do you feel like you have sustained level of play? I think that for the most part we have. I mean, since losing that game to Boston University, we've played pretty well. Um, you got to remember that every game is hard to win. If you can win a game in college basketball by eight points, you've done pretty well. So so I think for the most part we have. We're not perfect. Um, we're striving to be, but we're, uh, we're certainly getting better. Uh any thoughts at all? I know you're always looking forward, but any thoughts at all that it was your 200th career win? Well, I think it means certainly it's better than than having played 200 games and lost them all. Um, I think that <laughs> I, I think that uh, that at some point you look back on it. But the reality is, it means that I've been in a situation where I've I've been able to take over really strong programs um, that haven't needed to be rebuilt, but I'm in good shape with really good players that were all about winning. Um, I've been able to have a good staff around, and we've been able to find a way to win some games. I don't know that you could say I've won 200 games as much as those guys have won 200 games, and I've been along for the ride. <laughs> That's okay. Sitting in my seat, you get no losses. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. You want to trade? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you one bit. Uh, in the... Uh, I want to go back to the Boston University win because you went on the road, and that's been the one loss. What were a couple of differences where where a month made a difference for you? Well, I think first off, we did uh, a much better job defensively of guarding ball screens um, and penetration to start with. And then uh, because of that offense, we were better in transition. We were able to get the tempo where we wanted it to. We did a much better job of, of taking care of the ball. When you went back and watched, sorry, honestly, the first time we played them, it was so bad that I didn't. We didn't show them the film before the last game. They saw some clips <laughs> that was not never going to get out of them. How bad we were. They saw some clips of some of the stuff they wanted to do, but we didn't really show them a lot of the film. Um, but there were even there were some moans and groans as they saw some of the clips we put together. But we took care of the ball, so we got better shots. We played at a better tempo because of that. I mean. I don't think you can count on making 60% of your shots in a half ever, but we did that, right. and if we can do that, we're going to be hard to beat. All right, you got a 19-point deficit at one point last night. Now, obviously, there are no 19-point shots in the book that make it up all at once. So what was the approach on the floor, and what kind of maturity and patience does it take to eat away at a 19-point deficit to then get yourself in a position to win? Well, I think, like you said, the first thing you got to remember is you can't. There's not. You're not going to make a play or two plays and and get it back to tied or get in the lead. So, um, the first thing was to understand that with the way Army played and the way we played, there were going to be plenty of possessions um, to get where we wanted to go. Um, I thought our guys and our leaders did a good job of not panicking. Uh, we didn't play like we were down 19 points or two minutes left. We played like it was still a tie game and just kind of keep grinding away. But I think the the biggest thing that went in our favor was after getting down 19, we finished a half on an 11-2 run. And 
or whatever it was to get it to 10 going into half and, and like I said in that game it's a three or four possession game at that point there's going to be another 40 possessions so there's plenty of time at that point but I thought going into the half on the run to get it back from 19 to, to 10 was a, was a big deal it's also one of those nights that, for whatever reason, the three wasn't falling. You were four for twenty last night, three pointers. So, what what worked? Were you able to exploit a couple of matchups? Like, for example, Zach uh, Thomas had twenty five is thirty two in the second half. Was it a case of good ball reversal? Was it a case of just exploiting a really good matchup? How did it work? Well, he got to the foul line. Like he's been doing all year long. He uh, and that's been a big part of his game. He actually leads the country in free throws made and attempted in college basketball, yeah. so he's doing pretty well with that, which certainly bails you out when the three ball's not going in. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you talk about the wins against, you look back the last two games, beating Navy and beating Boston you on the road comfortably. Um, this game, in a lot of ways, was just as important because nothing was really going right for us. Um, if we made a mistake or a rebound came off funky, they scored. Um, yeah. Shot clock running down, they, they made a three. Uh, we missed layups. We missed free throws. But at the same time, they just, we just kind of kept plugging away. Um, couldn't get over the hump, miss a layup, they make a basket. Catch them again. Couldn't get over the hump, miss a, miss a free throw, they make a basket. And then finally get over the hump. But I thought that really the biggest thing is once they had technical was doing this, doing that, it was just guys staying with it. Um, not panicking, staying with it, not getting lost, getting kind of just lost in the moment of playing the game and and just making good plays. Um, nothing spectacular. <laughs> Right, kind of yeah. staying, staying, staying with it. I mean, remember it's a long game. There's ups and downs, and we certainly have the ability to turn this around. And it started by getting stops. I mean, holding them to thirty. I think it was thirty-three points in uh, regular in the second half in overtime. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, Zach. In fact, when you put those free throws in there, he averaged one point five points a shot last night. Twenty-one shots, thirty-two points. He also had five steals last night. And as for the shooting, fifty-seven percent first half army. As you point out, 34% second half, 0 for 7 in overtime. The commitment to defense in the second half in overtime, what did you see that makes a coach walk out of a building feeling better? Well, I think it, it, it actually started at the end of the first half, kind of just kind of really buckled down and just wouldn't accept mistakes. Um, played sound team defense. And when we did get beat, we tried to get back on the play, or another guy came over to make it hard. Um, Guys, you're, they're going to score points. There's no way around it. There's never been a shutout in basketball. But just the idea that we're going to make it hard every time down. Um, I don't know if you know this, our, our sports information guy, we are the best defensive team in overtime of all time because we played two of them now and we haven't given up a field goal. <laughs> you are number one. <laughs> no one's ever done that before, I don't think. I'm going to go out on limb. Hey, I mean, go for it because I, had, I made a joke. Tony Carr banked in a three to beat Ohio State. I was and Josh it, yeah. Re- yeah, Josh Reeves comes out and he banks in a three against Rutgers. So right. Reeves is on in the postgame show with us, and I said, and uh, Josh Reeves hit one three today. I said Penn State leads the nation in banked three pointers. So <laughs> you just you, you go. feel good. You feel good about that stuff, Nathan. You feel good about it. No one's going to ask you at the end of the year how it happened. They just know you won. <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. What does it mean that you know you went to a stretch where, because of the way the Patriots' schedule works, where you're on the road four out of five, now you're in a swing where you're home? What does it mean for your kids just to be back in your building? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things that I think is unique about a place like Bucknell is when you're at home and you have a Wednesday game, guys are in class all day. 
And yeah. this was the first Wednesday or even weeknight night, we had a home game when they were in class all day all year long. And that was certainly different. Like, for example, Zach was talking about it, something else we had to do today where he was in class from 8 to noon, had an hour break to eat lunch, and then was in a bio- biomedical engineering lab till 5. <laughs> we yeah. had some, some applesauce and something else in the dining hall and came down to play a game. Um, so it's very – it. That is a very different feel um, than when you're on the road and you get to do a shoot-around and guys can nap and all that stuff and really just kind of lock in the game. But I think anytime you play at home, there's a certain comfort level. Our fans were great last night, and I thought that really helped us um, as we started to get back in the game, kind of get over the hump. Um, and there's a comfort to, to playing where you're where you're used to. Now, the other side of it is that makes it hard is we played Sunday, we played last night, we played Saturday, and we played again on Monday. So right. it's not like the schedule's exactly <laughs> letting up on us a whole lot. Right. So managing bodies and, and getting done what we need to do while we're still hopefully fresh to play these games will be a big part of uh, success moving forward. Biomechanical engineering? Does Biomechanical that, does, engineering. Does that lead to coaching or announcing jobs? I, all I know about that is he was in the locker <laughs> one day last year and he was showing some math problem and there weren't any numbers on the board. And I have no idea. <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> uh, seriously, I, it's funny you bring that up because for a TV piece, uh, there's a field hockey goalie here by the name of Colleen Conway, mm-hmm. and she's going to do an internship this summer on Wall Street. Right. Well, she loves. she's a math major. She loves math, but she was showing me the linear way of... Uh, I'm, Nathan, honest to goodness, I said, look, I, if Saquon Barkley carries the ball 20 times and gains 100 yards, I can tell you it's five yards a carry. Exactly. Now exactly. I've done math. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Zach spent this summer working with one of his professors on a dual injection syringe for heart surgery. Oh, <laughs> and right now with the senior product, he's working on something to work on uh, bypass surgeries. <laughs> it's really great being a part of a basketball factory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to defend the three-point line. He's trying to save lives. <laughs> Other than that, there's an importance. Lafayette first time through, Nathan. You had to go overtime with them. You know, matchup-wise, what are a couple of items that come to play right away you know you have to take care of? Well, I think the first thing is you got to understand that they are very disciplined offensively. Um, they do a great job. Like their their pace of play is not as high as it's been in the past. Um, but what they do is they still hunt shots the entire possession. So they don't force it, but they don't one like what you would call fluff sometimes you watch some of the Princeton teams play and they'll do some stuff 30 feet away and run some clock before they really get in they get into it right away yeah because you and I you and I both know you and I both know Fran runs great offense he always has yes and they back screen you and back cut and ball screen you but they don't force it so if it's not there it's not there they go on to the next action or whatever have you make you play the whole possession to get the shot they want so so that defensive discipline is a huge thing understanding personnel um Kanuski is a very good player six eight four or five, man, they can step inside and out. Petrie, the freshman's playing really, really well and hurt us down there. He can make shots. He's a confident kid. Um, and I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference for them this year than in the past is I feel like they, and when we were down there, I feel like they really were given uh, excellent defensive effort. Um, they were working at it. They were trying hard. They had a plan they were trying to stick to and, and to make it hard for you. Um, and the pass has been time. We felt like you made two or three passes. You could kind of get any shot you wanted. That's not the case this year. They, I think, have a commitment down there that makes it more challenging. So, like you said, we we, sh- we had our work cut out for us down there. We were down 14 to start of the second half, found a way to get it to overtime and win there. Um, I don't expect it to be anything but hard against Saturday night. And we're expecting a great crowd with the Dirk Swick tonight. We're going to need everyone behind us to help push us on. 
7 o'clock Saturday night in Soika against Lafayette. And I know you gave credit to everybody else, but for me to you, congratulations on your 200th. Uh, you've been the one constant in all 200, so congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you've earned it. Nathan, thanks. Good luck. You're welcome. Thank you. Nathan Davis, basketball coach at Bucknell. <laughs> He's talking to Zach. Tom, yeah, I'm going to show you. It was like trying to talk to John Urschel. All right. Okay. Great analogy, yes. <laughs> That's just terrific. No, I'm talking to Colleen Conway today. Mm-hmm. Right? And I said, I asked her at one point, what got you to Penn State? And she's, she's a math major. She loves math. But there's an abstract form of it that really intrigues her. And she's going to do an internship on Wall Street this summer. So that's the focal point of the feature. So at one point in the interview, and you know, I'd say eight times out of ten when I ask a question, I already know the answer. But there's two times out of ten where sometimes you ask a question, usually it's a benign question where you don't know the answer. And so I asked her what brought her to Penn State. And she started talking about this family that she knew that had Penn State connections and the father was on Wall Street. And I looked over and I said, I said, did you live near the Schaefers? She goes, yes, John Schaefer. You know what I'm talking about? I said, yes. I said, I've known John Schaefer for 35 years. <laughs> he led Penn State to the national championship in 1986. That happened to be... Her, the, the daughter, John's daughter and Colleen were really good friends, and that's the first time she got interested in going to Penn State. Well, she's here now, and like, and you know, I mean, she's talking to me about what she does with math. And to be honest with you, I'm actually always been very good at math, but not this. It was, I mean, she could have been sitting there, and she could have been, she could have been talking Japanese to me, and I would not have had any clue what she was talking about. Speaking of Nathan's 200th win, we'll have Doug's big call on the game last night as our call of the gay. That's coming up. Then it'll be Scott Miller, National Major League Baseball columnist, Bleacher Report, Why So Little Boob and in Free Agency. And then Dennis Dodd, final half hour CBS Sports on the transfer rule and on Michigan State. That's still to come here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, here we go. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, big picks uh, coming up tomorrow in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be worth uh, a thousand points. Uh, it's the only way I can make up ground. That's right. Me too. No, I just need to pass you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's like that old the that old joke about. Two guys are out fishing mm-hmm. in Alaska, and uh, also, I mean, they take off their socks and their shoes, and they're sitting there on the side, and they're just enjoying the cool water as they cast out. And all of a sudden, a bear shows up, and the one guy sits there and goes, "Just don't move." And the other guy starts putting his socks and his shoes on. He goes, what "The heck are you doing?" He says putting my socks and shoes on. He says, what do you think? You can outrun a Kodiak? He goes, no, I don't have to outrun the Kodiak. I just have to outrun you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, the tiebreaker, should we go uh, total points? Should we pick total points as well? Just in case you and I end up happen, happen to pick the same team for Sunday night's game. Sure, we can do total, total points, whatever you want. Okay. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be just fine. Whatever puts me in front, I'm willing to be. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kevin's way out in front. Then the suit for the what? How many years? Four years in a row. That's right. Has now won the. Uh, has now won the bowl challenge. Um, I was talking to Roger about that at the holiday party because right. at that point the suit was up, and I and, and he sincerely had hoped that the the suit would win the digital media selling competition. <laughs> I, it's like fierce uh, competition. I said, well, I said, well, he's the only guy in the building that sells it, right? He goes, yeah. So how, I, said, I said, how could he not be in front? And Roger put his head down and then went over to the hors d'oeuvre table. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So a lot going on. And yes, uh, I saw a great article today about how Bill Belichick is winning Super Bowl week. He's smiling. He's engaged. He's laughed a little bit. Uh, So... And speaking of Belichick, I believe tonight is the 30 for 30 with he and Bill Parcells. Yeah, chronicling their relationship together. Yeah, I read an article about how much it took to put this together and how, well, you know, you know it took years and years to put it together. You know, that Parcells would pick out a day where he knew Belichick was practicing and whatever. It's like, oh, for goodness sakes. You know. Just checking in at the door. Just go, will you? <laughs> ah, I, mean, I read stuff like that, uh, and I just sit back and say, "Okay, right? This is not like in 1979. What it took to get Amar Sadat and Menachem Begin to the negotiating table at Camp David with President Carter, okay?" This is two football coaches, okay? <laughs> All right. You could sit down and, and you can do it. You can sit down for an hour with the other guy, can't you? I will say this about the Fox TV contract Rupert Murdoch, who runs 21st Century Fox and, of course, Fox Television. He knows darn well what got his Fox over-the-air TV network going in 1994, and that was acquiring the NFL rights that CBS had previously had. That suddenly gave them a platform to promote all of their primetime TV programs, which they were looking to find a platform for, including, for example, The Simpsons. Well, he's now looking to Thursday Night Football to fill a critical time slot in the fall for him because he feels sports is a winner. 
Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.